Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, here we go. Away we go. Happy Tuesday. Bill Ryder with you. Look, I got to get right into the, the open of the show, but I do want to say this really quickly. It is an emotional, magical, special, incredible moment here on the show. It is the triumphant return of Ryan Hickey. Those of you that listen to me in the evenings know the magic this man brings. He is producing today. He is a legend. There are fans outside the studio trying to get a glimpse of him. I'm very excited. If you haven't met Ryan to introduce you to him, great producer, great radio host here at CBS Sports Radio. So Hickey will be with us here in a few minutes, Ryan Harris is going to be on the show. We'll talk about the awkwardness of old guys trying to be cool. Should Kirk Cousins be traded in NFL power rankings and so on and so forth. But I was watching that abomination of a Monday Night Football game last night. And unlike certain people, I'm not saying who, I'm not saying Tom Celestino, I'm not saying anybody, I did not fall asleep in the fourth quarter. I made it through the entire thing, and I was the idiot who did it. Even though technically at the end, I guess, in theory, there was a chance for Jordan Love and the Packers to win that game. He threw a pick to end that thing. Raiders win 17-13. It was ugly. And here's what smacked me in the face. And we've nibbled at the edges of this reality, this take, this, I think, paradigm shift in the NFL. But it came out in full force yesterday in the ugliness of that game. All that glitters in NFL coaching is not gold. And it's time as teams build or try to build winners and seek what you have to have, which is the quarterback who makes things go to win in the modern NFL. It's time that we build differently. There needs to be as much of a focus on the head coaches who groom and navigate and call plays for and set up to fail or succeed the coaches as they do the quarterbacks that they're in charge of. Think about how many QBs over the course of the last 20, 30 years, even before, I think going back to Elway at least, the quarterbacks who made the coach and not the other way around. It turns out Bill Belichick's an example. Sean Payton's an example. I think everybody, maybe, maybe the Peyton Manning, Ryan Hickey's favorite quarterback of all time, Coach is an example, and certainly last night on the other end of the spectrum, we had a reminder, when you hire the wrong coach, things are not going to go well for the quarterbacks that you have and you're trying to develop in the case of Jordan Love or that you think in theory can be top 10 manageable, serviceable, good enough in Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, let's start with last night and an ugly game. 
Josh McDaniels, who came off that Bill Belichick coaching tree, is a bum, all right? He's an absolute bum. He's not a good coach. He hasn't been successful. His playoff win was some Tim Tebow miracle 531 years ago. The guy is not the real deal. And you saw in the stilting offense the ugliness of that game. Remember, McDaniels is supposed to be an offensive guru. That's not a defensive-minded coach. All right, it's not Matt Campbell, who's in Detroit. Might have some kneecaps. This is not D'Amico Ryans in Houston, who's put together a nice staff, but is defensively minded. It's not even the second abomination drop of the show, Matt Eberlews, who's awful, but at, you know, at least you sort of knew what you were getting when you were in Chicago and you hired him. This is a guy in Josh McDaniels who's supposed to be something special. All the glitter, all the fake fool's gold, and we see it now for what it is that comes off that coaching tree under Bill Belichick, himself who's been exposed since Tom Brady left. And remember, if Belichick is not what we thought he was, certainly his coordinator at times who benefited exclusively from Tom Brady, now the coach of the Raiders, is not what we thought he was. He's the wrong hire. It's why Garoppolo's not going to be anything more than what we saw last night. It's why the Raiders, even though they're 2-3 and three, and they've got a pretty favorable schedule over, over the next four or five weeks, are not going to be anything reasonably interesting. Don't fall for the okie-dokie that maybe they can call their way back in. They are coached by a bum. They're coached by a guy that shouldn't have the job. They're coached by somebody who has residual glory from Tom Brady, and it ain't going to work. And he's not the only one. And I'm not saying it's easy. If you look at Matt LaFleur, and like with Jordan Love, it took a long time to assess and evaluate that head coach. Remember, came as a, as a hot offensive coordinator, which is not a bad idea if you can get it right. It's the exact same concept of finding the quarterback that you want. And we're going to hit later in the show some evaluations of the three highest drafted QBs in this past draft. One of them's doing really well. One of them's doing really poorly. And one of them has looked good but can't stay healthy. And all the time and all the effort and all the energy and all the obsessions and all the rankings and all the film and all the talk we do and fans do and all the time scouts spend, and I'm talking NFL scouts, watching quarterbacks at the college level to try to find the guy. It it tracks, it makes sense, but only if you have an equal amount of effort, energy, scouting, information, and focus on finding the next great, young, it doesn't have to be young, but undiscovered or unpromoted future NFL coach. It has to be both. It has to be in tandem. There is absolutely no point in thinking you found some sort of diamond in the haystack in Jordan Love, some guy that you can put behind Aaron Rodgers for three years and cultivate if you get Matt LaFleur wrong. And you did. And it's easy to, it's easy now to say, well, he came from that Titans. That's where he came from. He was the offensive coordinator under the Titans. Mike Vrabel, great coach, defensive guy. But it's not as if that Titans team a few years ago, LaFleur has been there for a minute, was outstanding. And it's a reminder, you have to focus as much on the head coach as you do the quarterback in the modern NFL. And there are examples galore of what happens if you get it right. And not just that. In a world where Peyton Manning made his coaches and Tom Brady made Bill Belichick, and I know I've hit this a lot, but I'm going to repeat it. Certainly Drew Brees, underrated, I think, in historical greatness. For me, he's 3-6. to He's absolutely in that Peyton Manning range. He made Sean Peyton. It's not just... It's just and not just Bill Belichick who's been exposed over the course of this season and the last few. It's Sean Payton. We already knew Mike McCarthy was a punchline and a joke, but I think he also applies. He had that Aaron Rodgers glow. You've got to be able to get these things right, and you've got to find the coaches who make the quarterback and not the other way around. You go down to 
Miami and Mike McDaniel, who I didn't think was going to be a good hire, to be fair, it's because he looks exactly like my former producer, Tom Benedetto, and I was just having trouble getting my mind around that. But he wasn't even the offensive coordinator under the Niners. It's hard to evaluate someone coming off a Kyle Shanahan offensive system, kind of like Andy Reid assistance, because Shanahan's such a genius. How much is McDaniel really doing? Turns out a lot. He has transformed Tua Tungabailoa into a success. And we don't have to guess at how much of it's McDaniel and how much of it's Tua, because Brian didn't know where the floor is. Brian Flores was awful for Tua. And had he stayed as the head coach or someone like him, Tua Tungabailoa doesn't work out. and He's a failure. Coaches can make the quarterback. It's hard to know how much Zach Taylor has made Joe Burrow. I don't know. They've been together, but it's obviously worked really, really well. A great example Ryan Hickey gave me, and it's been under the radar this year, but, but it's true, and they won two games now in London. Doug Peterson comes in, replaces the most incompetent NFL coach maybe in history, certainly in the modern NFL, in Urban Meyer, and Trevor Lawrence transforms. And it's a reminder, Trevor Lawrence was can't miss, was sure thing. It was going to work out. It was going to happen. You get the wrong coach, even a sure thing goes badly. Kyle Shanahan's an obvious example in Brock Purdy, and he needed to find the right guy. And I think sometimes we forget and we sleep on Andy Reid and how critical he is to Patrick Mahomes' success. All that glitters in coaching is not gold. Josh McDaniels, bum. Sean Payton, been a bum. Bill Belichick, who I actually like, probably because I have his phone number and he once took my phone call. I haven't tried it in 10 years. It's been kind of awkward. Maybe he'd take it now. I bet he's lonely, right? Probably feeling sad. I don't want to say he's nothing without Tom Brady, but he's certainly not what he was. Mike McCarthy had that glow. You get a Super Bowl, you coach an all-time top five quarterback. You coach Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, and you're going to, for a long time, get residual credit. But it doesn't mean that you earned it. Ron Rivera is an interesting example. Now, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he had, he had Cam when Cam was an MVP and almost won a Super Bowl. And this struck me last night watching how brutal Jordan Love was. Three interceptions, had a pick six, they lost 17-13. That game came down to several things, but largely for Jordan Love, what happened in that game, the outcome, the loss for Green Bay, was because Jordan Love was awful. And it's a regression this year, by the way. Jordan Love didn't start amazing, but he protected the football. He was throwing touchdowns the first few games. Green Bay was playing pretty well. They had that comeback against, if I remember right, the Saints... Yeah, Ryan told me this morning, down 17. Uh, they beat the Bears, which it, it counts as a win, but we all kind of know that if it was an equation, it'd be one-fifth of it. would be like .2 wins in the algorithm. And then the wheels came off. And I like it when, when coaches tell themselves, when they think they're saying a cliche, but they're accidentally giving some, some real truth here. Because LaFleur, after the game, remember LaFleur has had three years to develop Jordan Love. He's had time and opportunity. And whatever Love can or can't do is largely on the supposed offensive genius that was Matt LaFleur. And we fast forward to 2023, an embarrassing loss against an equally bad, I think, or mediocre might be the right term, Raiders team. And LaFleur is telling on himself when he thinks he's given a cliche about who's to blame for that quarterback, that loss, and the lack of development that led to both. There's some things that I, I need to do a better job in terms of what we're asking him to do and, and try not to put him in a position where he's susceptible to, to maybe throwing the picks. Uh, you know, this, the second interception was a, a get-back-on-track situation, and we got to do a better job offensively. It just seems like we put ourselves in those situations quite a bit 
over the course of the first five games of the season. And that's tough to overcome in this league, especially when you have a lot of youth on that side of the ball. Look, if you're a Raiders fan, you're happy and you watch the game. If you're a Packers fan, you're bummed out, but maybe you try to convince yourself at two and three with three interceptions by Jordan Love in that game that one of them was at the very end. But still, you can you can make things work. But the actual overarching takeaway, the thing that I think was interesting, the, the, the lesson that poked through for the rest of us, a hard game to watch that somebody fell asleep at, and I'm not saying who it was, and I'm not saying it's the guy that usually produces here because I'm not saying that at all because I haven't talked to him. I don't know if that's true. It just makes me laugh. The lesson is that there needs to be a rethinking by NFL teams and how to go about building winners. And I'm not saying throw everything out the window. What I'm saying is this obsessive focus on quarterback play and the way in which we, we play into this, right? We start talking about who should be the number one pick in the draft before the Super Bowl's over sometimes. Like, who's the guy? I mean, Caleb Williams, for example, is is a conversation we're going to have again and again and again and again. And that's fine. Find the right quarterback, draft the right quarterback, go for it. You have to put the same effort and the same energy into finding the great next offensive mind. I'm going to give you a model for how I think NFL teams should build. And there are some examples where this has worked out in the short term, and there are some examples that are going to seem obvious because it's been going on for a while. But in the modern NFL, where clearly, again, I'm going to point you to, to Doug Peterson, I'm going to point you to Mike McDaniel. I'm going to point you to Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid, not a surprise, where you have seen literally, certainly in three of those cases, Mahomes is a tougher one to to make sense of, you have seen very impressive offensive minds at the head coach position take out of necessity or out of choice quarterbacks that they have and turn them into either outstanding players or in the case of Trevor Lawrence, I think re-emerging as the outstanding level of player we've come to expect. That is the model. You find the right offensive genius gets thrown around, but offensive mind who can double as a quarterback whisperer guru, and you pair that person with both the right defensive coordinator, and I think you spend money there, and you spend effort recruiting that person, and certainly, and this this is obvious, but the right GM who can maybe plug, plug in some defensive pieces as well. You look at the Dolphins, and I think I'm a huge Mike McDaniel guy, but Vic Fangio's defensive coordinator addition this year is going to be huge. And we've talked to people about this. Our friend Brady Papinga has brought up the fact that with defensive coordinators, it just takes a minute sometimes. It can take seven, eight, nine, ten games. That Dolphins defense is going to be so much better in week 15 than it was in week one. And if that is still the greatest show on surf, we're trying to coin that, Ryan. You don't need, it's like the Chiefs model, you don't need to be the the seventh best defense in the NFL. You can be the 15th, and you are a legitimate, actual, big-time elite Super Bowl contender. The Chiefs have already done this model. You bring in Andy Reid, and and look, now he's celebrated. He was kind of washed up, and he was basically a walking 1990s Buffalo Bills avatar, right? Like, could get to Super Bowls, could get close, couldn't win them. And and Mahomes is amazing. And and it's been the instrument of of Andy Reid's opus, certainly. But don't forget bringing in Spags. And it took that guy a while to get that Chiefs defense to a much, much better place and add some personnel and Chris Jones and guys that they brought in over the last four or five years, however long Andy's been there. I think you can even look at San Francisco to a degree. I know D'Amico Ryans isn't there anymore, and it's Steve Wilkes, but Ryans was the coordinator for the Niners and good enough to get that job down in Houston and doing a really nice job. It's it's early days, and even with C.J. Stroud. Sometimes you can sometimes you can have a defensive guy, and it, it can work, and it's working in Detroit, and they've got, what's the guy's name, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, who's probably the next big name. But these are the guys you've got to track. It ain't going to be easy. It's going to be tough. Having covered the NFL 
You can't send scouts to scout assistant coaches. You have to work on relationships and trust. You have to make evaluations that are basically in the dark as opposed to, say, going to USC football games and just watching the tape. But this is the model. Genius coach, really good defensive coordinator, and then obviously you've got to plug in the right, the right QB. But Tua wasn't the right QB for a lot of people under Brian Flores. Trevor Lawrence was the wrong QB, but it was the wrong everything under Urban Meyer. That's a takeaway from last night. It's that Matt LaFleur isn't up to the job because he's had time, and Jordan Love looked unable to compete comfortably in the National Football League against a mediocre Raiders team that's not very good. And, and on the flip side of that, Josh McDaniels, again, not playing a Raider, not playing a Packers team that's setting the world on fire, did not have a Jimmy G who was outstanding, even though we've seen Jimmy G under the right coach be really, really good. And it's weird, right? You could see Jimmy G's flaws under Shanahan, but he still succeeded. Find the right coach. All coaching realities that glitter are not gold. Forget these old hats and Sean Payton and Bill Belichick and Mike McCarthy and Ron Rivera. And it doesn't have to be young, right? Sean, you're, you're talking about... You're talking about Andy Reid, not young. You're talking about Doug Peterson, came off that Andy Reid coaching tree, but been around, won the Super Bowl. Put as much focus in the right offensive-minded coach as you do the quarterback, rather than hiring some guy like Sean Payton who's on TV and gets paid $100 million to be arrogant, put people down, and embarrass himself, and that will be a recipe for success. 855-2124-CBS. I'm really excited about this. Ryan Hickey used to assist, assistant produce and produce in the evenings. He's a friend of mine. He's a radio host. He's great. We're going to get with him. We're going to talk about why, finally, for the first time in my, at least, estimation, Kirk Cousins is capable of doing something right for the Vikings. Now, that's going away, but still, we're going to get into that. And I'm going to talk about the time that I pulled a Will Ferrell and embarrassed myself, because when you're too old, you're too old. It's all happening. It's all coming up next year. CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Well, that's a deep cut. Welcome back into the show. That is the voice of Ryan Hickey, who, who normally produces uh, Zach Gelb in the evenings here. But Gelb is filling in uh, in the 3-6 to six Eastern slot. Maggie and Perloff were in that slot, have moved to the morning show, and we've got some 
producer shuffling going today, and I was lucky enough to to come up um, 23. Is 23 black or 23 red in, in roulette? I think it's 23 black. Oh, whatever, I bet it because of Jordan. My point is I got a little Ryan Hickey time. Used to produce. Good morning, Ryan. Hello, Bill. Uh, let me tell the people about you. Ryan Hickey, great guy. Excellent producer. Also does a great job as a radio host here filling in for shows. He's filled in here, I believe, a few times and has a weekly show. It's 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern time Saturday morning. But those of us West Coasters, don't worry. It's nighttime. We're still awake. We're having some drinks. 11 p.m. to to 3 a.m. See what I did there? Crushed it, Ryan. Uh, very talented guy. Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. And I used to call him Trace, T-R-E-S, because he demanded that I that I give him that nickname. But I will refrain from that today because he has not branded himself as such as a radio host. How's life? How you been, man? Bill, it's been a while, but also feels like the same time. It's been a minute. Not even. I missed you. Belong. You're the guy that whenever I come to New York and I hang out with everybody, you suddenly pretend you have a vacation and then you're not around. I tried to do that today. I just couldn't think of an excuse fast enough. We did hang last time. Let, let me let me let me tell you a little story. Did you see this? And by did you see this? You you also sent it to me. Although I saw it as well, so I know you saw it. It's a little conversational radio trick. Did you see this thing about Will Ferrell going to the USC frat party? I did. I did see that. All right. So maybe it's funny on the on the surface, but let me tell you a story. Do you know who Robert Mays is from? He's not at the Ringer anymore. He's at the Athletic. He does an NFL pod. Do you know Robert Mays? Yes, yes, sir. Do you know how I met Robert Mays? No, I idea. went to the University of Missouri to speak at some event, some alum event, and two students came up to me, like, oh, "I like your work," and one of them was Robert Mays. So I'm like, "Let's get some beers." And then seven hours later, many beers later, I ended up at, and I was probably thirty-four. I ended up back at their place playing beer pong. I'm a beer pong machine. I put everybody down in beer pong. Then I form tackled some lacrosse player. Then I woke up the next morning realizing I was too old for this garbage. My point is Will Ferrell, who was at this USC frat party, needs to just give up the ghost, man. I was too old to be at a college party playing beer pong in my 30s. And how old is Will Ferrell? Is he 50? 56, I believe, to be exact. Did you like it? Would you have thought it was cool if Will Ferrell showed up at your party? I would have thought it's cool. I think college is the one area left on this earth where age does not exist. Really? Like, you can go back and just, I think you should be allowed, like, societal norms should allow you to just kind of, no matter how old you are, 25, 35, 65, act like a college kid again. So Pretty Daddy, who normally produces this show, who's 64, I think, could go to a frat party as as an old man. And if he was hanging from the chandelier... Chugging beers, I think sure. we would applaud that, not say, wow, you're too old for this, buddy, get a life. Is that because that's a a, a closely held philosophical perspective by you, or, or every weekend you ride up to Columbia or NYU, or you go out to Rutgers and you just crash parties and it's sad? <laughs> I, I am not cool enough to be doing that. Got no disrespect to NYU or Columbia, I don't know if they're throwing the best parties, but... I don't know where you come down on Kirk Cousins. Here on this show, we, we have occasionally called him Kirk Kissing Cousins because it seems like a good idea, but it actually feels wrong. It doesn't work. Okay? That's what we call Kirk Cousins, all right? Kirk Kissing Cousins. I like it's, it. It's fairly disrespectful. I'm not sure if it's disrespectful. I hate to, to say it took me a minute to realize. That, yeah. <laughs> no, I that one needs to be explained. I can't decide if it's more disrespectful to Kirk Cousins or to all of us, as if we know what it's like to kiss our cousins. But I think you get the general, the general idea. 
I'm not a believer, and this is a source of debate. We will have people on the show who played, who cover the sport full-time, who, who have varying degrees from, yes, he's not ever going to be effective to, right, or you're, you're, you're great normally, but you're an idiot here, and you're wrong on Kirk Cousins. But I do think there's a way that, that Kirk Cousins can finally help the Vikings. And I, I thought it was destined from the moment that he signed that first three-year guaranteed $87 million deal Back, it was when the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis. And the irony is, the big winner was Kirk Cousins. The big winner was the Vikings. It turned out the big winner was the Chiefs. Because this is the move where Alex Smith then was able to go to Washington and Mahomes ascended to the throne in Kansas City. See, all the glitters is not gold. It's not just NFL coaches like we started with. Justin Jefferson hurt his hamstring on Sunday. Didn't finish the game. He's going to miss real time. He also has more receiving yards. This is not the take in his career than any Bears receiver ever. It's just every day the NFL says, you're a Bears fan, and punches me in the face with truth. But the season for the Vikings was basically over already. They're, they're, it's not like they're in a division where there's a bunch of bums. There's a bum in, in the Bears, and there's a mediocre team in the Packers, but I think Detroit is very, very good, and I think they've showcased you're not going to catch them. Even if you were in the mix, I don't think you'd catch them. For me, the best thing... Kirk Cousins can do now is go somewhere else because as much as I don't believe that he is going to be an effective quarterback in moments that matter as much as I think his Monday night and Sunday night football records and his records in the postseason absolutely indicates a lack of ability to play in those in those moments there's going to be a team that is in desperate need of a quarterback and he is a I mean the guy's a really good QB when it when it doesn't matter if you watch the games it's all empty calories for me They'll get down, whatever, 24 points, and then the guy will put up an amazing box score. If you just look at the, the box scores lie all the time, but but if there's such a thing as a quarterback box score con artist, Kirk Cousins is the best to ever do it. If I'm the Vikings, I'm moving on from Kirk Cousins, Ryan. And I don't know, I think you could command a, a, pretty, a, pretty, strong, a pretty strong price from this guy. I mean, look, right? It's what the teams out there do demand the market, and right now you got a desperate, uh, desperate Jets team. Even though they beat the Broncos, still Zach Wilson's not playing yep. well whatsoever. Like for the Falcons, and you want to go for it in an open NFC South, and Desmond Ritter's not giving you a lot so far. Guys on the end of his deal, right? Kirk Cousins is going to be free agent, second round pick, third. Like I don't think it's crazy whatsoever for these teams to give up a guy who is, well, not going to win you a Super Bowl. Still, light years better than what you have right now. So the Jets are the absolutely obvious choice. I'm going to give you one that's going to sound dumb, and maybe I'm just being dumb because I think they're out of it. But but Bill Belichick can be fired. He is, I think, on an absolute hot seat. Uh, Robert Kraft, who we call Bobby Cakes, Bobby Cakes. We don't know sort of where he comes down in these sort of moments because it's been 20 years without having to find out. I know they're one four. But they keep pulling Mac Jones, and so if Bill Belichick, who has control of that organization, he is it's not like he has to convince a GM wants to throw the kitchen sink at getting Kirk Cousins. What does he care if he's not? He'd have to assess his own political reality within that organization. And those are that's probably the li- that's probably the list of teams. And, and the other thing is, you just never know week to week who's going to get hurt. And if a team like if I mean Joe Burrow looked really looked better over the weekend, the calf we heard was better. It obviously looked like it was better. He was able to play at the level we'd expected. But if Joe Burrow had been shut down or been injured or that injury had been worse, I think the Bengals would have been an option and probably are in a win now mode. So why not if you're the Vikings, just 
pull the ripcord because it's twofold for me. One, your season is not going to be successful. It wasn't going to be when you got off to the start and with Jefferson out. I think it's done. But two, we have seen, and I'm not saying it's easy, and I'll go back to what we started the show with. You've got to pair these guys with the right head coach. But we have absolutely seen over the course of the last few NFL seasons where you have to pay a guy and then you regret it. Kyler Murray, who's, who's, on, who's out right now, gets paid. You've got Dak Prescott, who got paid last time around. He's going to make, we'll see what Jerry Jones does, but $50 million a year, is that what the, the money's going to be? You just go down the list of quarterbacks that get paid. I don't want to pay Kirk Cousins if I'm the Vikings. There are some guys that are talented that in the moment, and I think Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott, and certainly Dak Prescott coming up, apply to this, that, that you give that cash to, it feels like you have to do it, and you don't succeed, and you're in a rut. And if you're Arizona, you're in worse than a rut. I'm moving on from Kirk Cousins because I don't want to pay him because he's not the guy, and I'm moving on from Kirk Cousins because the season's over and it's time to rebuild. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. And I want to get some. I want to talk to Ryan about his life a little bit, see what's going on, see if he's got any insight on the guy that fell asleep watching Monday Night Football. But we'll do it later in the show. By the way, good to have you back, buddy. Good, good to, to be have back, you back, Bill. Thanks for having me. I missed you, man. Ryan, Ryan underscore Hickey 3. Uh, we know you're calling in 855 212 4CBS is the phone number. Uh, bear with us if you can, 855-212-4CBS. We will try to get to your phone calls. We do have to do NFL Power Rankings. That is coming up here on the show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Very nice of that person to say they clearly are not Kirk Cousins. Welcome back into the show, Bill Ryder. With you, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to 
get to power rankings in a moment here, but I want to take some of these calls. I love when calls come in from the Midwest. I'm from Iowa, but I'm from Dubuque, which is on the border of, of Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois. So love it when calls come in from that particular area. Feels like I'm talking to home. Let's go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where my parents used to live. Alex, what is up, brother? Appreciate you. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill. How are you doing today? It's good, bud. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. I was just calling in. I wanted to talk about how I, I think Joe Barry's got to be the worst defensive coordinator in the NFL this year. The personnel that he's putting out on the field sometimes is just ridiculous. He's got Devondre Campbell covering B. John Robinson and Preston Smith covering Devontae Adams. It's just yeah, bro. Oh, sorry, dude. I look, see like a trigger finger. I, you know what, Ryan? I screwed it up back like in the old days. Alex, thank you for the call. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I, I'm like I'm almost as bad as your defensive coordinator at managing the technology. Look, you're you're not wrong. And I thought the entirety of that game from a Packers perspective was was awful in terms of the coaching and the execution and some of the things you can, and the play calling on, on both sides. I will say this, and this is not. This is not to excuse Barry, just to just to spread the 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 blame around. Packers still only scored thirteen points and, and turned the ball over again and again and again. And beyond that, and, and for those of us that watched the whole game, we saw this. Ryan, I don't know if anybody fell asleep, you know, D cell or somebody uh, might have missed some of it. Oh, the same story. I mean, they, Jordan Love just looked overwhelmed, and the play calling was just was bizarre, conservative. The coaching staff played scared, and the team played scared as a result. I thought eight five five two one two. For CBS, let's go to one of the funnest cities in America. Have you been to Madison, Wisconsin, Ryan? I have, actually. It's a great town, isn't it? Oh, so much fun. Madison is fun. Leo's in Madison. Leo, what's up, brother? Thank you for listening. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Bill, I just wanted to talk about the coaching last night uh, to reiterate that. I know we got our issues with Joe Barry, but I think this season so far really comes down on Matt LaFleur. We should be 4-1 and one right now. Um, we saw that Jordan Love had some good connection with and chemistry with Romeo Dobbs to start the season, and I didn't see any of that last night. Um, we've got a young quarterback who is trying to get in rhythm in these games, and all we're doing is throwing screens and deep shots. I don't know how we're even giving him a chance out there uh, to get in rhythm and get this team going on offense when the play calling is just that bad. Dude, could not agree more. And that's the thing that's so bizarre about Lafleur is it is – the offensive approach is so basic, and I can't tell if LaFleur forgot how to run an offense. He became Matt Eberlews or something something like that went down, or if he just doesn't trust his his quarterback to the point that he's that he's he's playing scared. He, he's because you're right. It, it is a very unimaginative offense, and it is very predictable, and it's ugly for the Packers. And, and I, I know I'm a Bears fan, and maybe this makes me a bad Bears fan. I don't root against the Packers. I'm not mad at the Packers. I don't hate the Packers because I've been beat down so many times that I actually have or had a very begrudging respect for what they built. But you look back, and I don't think it's just I don't think it's it's just Lafleur. I, I think Aaron Rodgers, despite only getting one, made Mike McCarthy look a lot smarter than he was. Aaron Rodgers is there. The Packers win. Aaron Rodgers isn't. They're not. And this goes back to what we talked about at the start of the show. you got to hire the right coach as much as you got to find the right quarterback. And if you hire the right coach, he can turn sometimes a quarterback, again, see Mike McDaniel and Tua, into the right quarterback. And it took a long time to know that LaFleur wasn't the guy because he had Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not trying to – I'm not reversing course. I thought Aaron Rodgers was problematic for that team and that culture and – 
undermining your coaches in your front office is probably not going to be a recipe for success. However, maybe some of Aaron Rodgers' self-absorption was the fact that he knew LaFleur didn't have it and couldn't do it and wasn't up to it because it's been, it's been poor. You play Chicago, Atlanta, New Orleans, Detroit, and Vegas to start the season, you need to win four of those games if, if you're the Packers. That's not a, I mean, Detroit's a tough game. I, I get it. Now, they do have a bye week coming up, the Packers. Then they've got Denver. So there's a world where they can play a Vikings team where Kirk Cousins is so unreliable and be at 500. I just don't think it's going to add up to anything. You know what will add up to anything? What Ryan Hickey, did you know, Ryan, that you have something in common with um, Roger Goodell? Well, wow, no. Yeah. Uh, both Ryan Hickey, you just heard, and Roger Goodell have called Writer Than You's power rankings the very fiber of their NFL life. Wow, smart men, I would say. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL power rankings. Number five. That'll be the first time this team has ever made the power rankings in my time doing a radio show. I'm going Detroit, baby. Give me the Lions, Trace. Give me a little bit of magic. Do you, are you a Matt Campbell guy? Be honest. When he first got the job and he gave the press conference where he said, we're going to bite off some kneecaps and then growled, did you not think he was going to be a clown show? I thought it worked. would have worked well in college. Yeah, not in the NFL. The, the dude has been an incredible motivator of, of that team. They fought hard for him every, what, I think this is year three. Each of the, is that right? Two seasons, yep. Tom loves it when I do this stuff off the top of my head and get it wrong. Uh, so did Kluge, who used to produce me. Look, when, when a team fights for you and cares about you as a head coach, when you can reach a locker room of grown men with problems and mortgages and families and girlfriends and kids and all those things, that says something about you as a motivator, and I think it has, I, I think it can translate. Now you're starting to see this team, obviously defensively they've been pretty good. Offensively they were good last year, but Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, who fits this mold that we've talked about, go higher the next big thing, has been able to do, and it's not, it's not Campbell, has been able to do the thing that we've talked about. He's taken Jared Goff, who was a bum, and then a Super Bowl almost winning quarterback, and then a bum again, and shipped out to Detroit, and has been able to have a, really a second renaissance in his career. That is hard to do, so credit the entire staff. I like what Detroit's about, the way that they've played. Remember, they beat Kansas City to start the year, and they're in a division with three teams that don't know their you-know-what from their no, you-know-what. Do not sleep on Detroit. I th- it's Man, first time in my lifetime. I think they're legit. And I'm rooting for that city to get a playoff win. I think it can happen. Number four. This team feels low to me. I got the Kansas City Chiefs here. And I know that the only loss is the team that I just mentioned. And we bring this up all the time. But I am so frustrated and tired with the Chiefs playing with their food. And I keep using the expression only because Pretty Daddy didn't know what playing with your food meant. And thought it meant actually moving your peas and your carrots around on a plate. But Kansas City is so lackadaisical. Can I go big word alert? Insouciant sometimes when they play. They win these close games. They let teams like the Vikings keep it closer than it should. I I know that it's an interesting approach of the Chiefs trying to operate without any actual wide receivers. And the Travis Kelsey, the Travis Kelsey injury was really freaky and scary. And I'm not blaming Taylor Swift. I'm really not. I'm not doing. I'm not doing to 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 Tay Tay what Packers fans did to one of Aaron Rodgers' ex girlfriends. I can't remember her name. Olivia Munn, my uncle, my aunt, one of them hated Olivia Munn. Blamed her for the Packers' woes. Turns out it was something else. But the Chiefs have had it so easy. You're talking about five consecutive AFC championship games for Patrick Mahomes since he entered 
the league as a starter, first year he set out. You're talking about, let me get this right, three Super Bowl appearances, and he's won two of them. That is an absurd return. And so I understand why it feels easy. I actually think Kansas City can still be the best team in the NFL. But you got to start taking seriously every given Sunday, even if it has seemed predestined the last five years, that you're inevitably, inevitably going to be on the cusp of and, and maybe win a, a Super Bowl. Number three. All right, give me the Eagles here. And I'll, I'll, Ryan, I'll get your take on this. I want, I want, I want your, uh, your perspective, Ryan Hickey. I know what their record is. I know how good they are. I understand they've added personnel defensively and have looked really sharp at times and that they've got an opportunity to take the ball away a lot this year. And I know what Jalen Hurts did last season. I just, I don't think he looks as good this year. And I don't think he looks as good as a passing quarterback this year. And I don't know if it's if it's a similar thing to the Chiefs, that it, it went so well last year that there's been a, a little bit of a slip in focus. That's human nature. Or if maybe after a really impressive season, almost an MVP season last year of tape, if defensive teams and defensive coordinators have figured out Hurts a little bit. I'm with you. Like, they are undefeated, but they also have looked nowhere near as dominant. Like, two, both can be the same thing. Like, we don't have to say right now they're the best team because they have a zero in the loss column because they've not played like it. You can expect them later in the year to get there, but right now, through five weeks, they have not looked as clean as a few other teams right now in the rankings. People get really mad when you, when you, when you talk about for whatever reason, the Eagles not being the dominant team. We've got some folks that host here on the show who ride for the Eagles, and that's fine. I, I get it. The advantage for Philadelphia is that it is a very shallow NFC picture. Like, I think the Cowboys are a joke, and I said that long before they got humiliated over, over the weekend. The second best team is the, is the Eagles. I mean, you can make a case for the, for the Niners, but it's, it's Niners and Eagles. We'll get to the Niners in a second. And then after that... Do I like Detroit? Yeah. Do I think Detroit's making a Super Bowl? I'd like that to be the case. No, I, I kind of don't. So barring injury, and momentum can matter, and we've certainly seen teams start off strong. Take uh, Arizona a few years ago with Kyler Murray. If I remember, they started 8-0 or 9-0 or 10-0, whatever it was, and, and the wheels came off. So the first part of a season can, can sometimes, it, it can change. I just think the biggest advantage of the Eagles is that there's not a lot of competition in the NFC, which they're going to need, because to my eyes, despite that record, they're not the level that we expected, and certainly not the level they were last year. Number two. I love the show being called Rider Than You, even though sometimes I hate it because I didn't come up with it. We, it's, it's like a braggadocio, it's a braggadocio Tuesday, which I shouldn't do because we did a braggadocio on Monday yesterday, but we told you, and we're in this together. You know, you're listening, we appreciate you. This is a team thing. We told you the Dolphins were going to be amazing. We told you if Tua was healthy, they were going to be absolutely incredible. We told you, and we haven't really gotten there yet, although I guess last weekend to a degree, although it could also just be Dak Prescott being a, a, a rich man's Kirk Cousins, but a, you know anybody else's poor man. Did you follow that, uh, that entire thing? We told you Vic Fangio was going to figure this out. That defense from Miami is going to get markedly better, but it almost doesn't matter because a team that can score 70 or 45 or whatever it is, the greatest show on surf is real. And the, the track team that Joe Theismann talked to us about, the, the insane speed that Mike McDaniels put together, and the accuracy of Tua Tungavailoa, the way they utilize his strengths, right? Rather than try to build a system around what a coach wants, they looked at Tua and they said, okay, pinpoint accuracy, the arm's not the strongest on the face of the earth, we're going to go speed, we're going to go time routes, we're going to out-scheme and outrun guys, and it's worked absolutely perfectly. They would be the best team in the NFL if not for the juggernaut that is... Number one. I mean, what do you want me to even say about the 49ers? I'm sure you guys did this yesterday. You were you were you were producing Maggie and Perloff yesterday, Mr. Trace, Mr. Oh, sorry, Ryan Hickey. Yes, sir. 
It's an old. I'm trying to break you that habit. You keep it. There's, no. I kept the three of my Twitter name just for you. That was there first because you want to be called Trace. Uh, Brock Purdy has the highest quarterback rating through 10 regular season games in the history of the NFL when they started recording that in 1950. He is 10-0. He has also been unbeaten in the postseason other than the game he could not finish, which was an NFC Championship game. He is tried and tested and true. And I sent Ryan something yesterday about some guy that's trying to get attention saying that Brock Purdy is the 24th quarterback in the National Football League. Maybe we'll just ignore him. But the point is that alone is pretty impressive. But Christian McCaffrey does nothing but score touchdowns literally week after week after week after week after week. Nick Bosa, if he's not the best defensive player in the game, he's certainly on that list of two or three guys. He's a game wrecker. And there are clearly a lot of other dudes that I could mention over the course of a conversation about the insane roster they have put together with the Niners. They have the coach. They have the quarterback. They have the personnel. Hell, Steve Wilkes is working out. It's all, he's a defensive coordinator. I'm not a big Steve Wilkes guy. Whatever. The Niners have by far been the best team, and their 5-0, to me, feels much different, much stronger, much more dangerous and frightening when the same record the Eagles have put together. Honorable mention. You know, I'm going to give this to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I know seems kind of weird, but if you can grind out a 3-1 record with with Baker as your uh, as your guy, you know what? More power to you. God bless you. Good job. I'm proud of you. You did it. It's not going to last. Let's celebrate the moment while we can. At least you tried. This goes to my Chicago Bears, baby. Welcome to 1-4. Same record as the Vikings. Let's go. Let's go, Trace. Watch yourself. Watch. Your, keep the Bears' name out your mouth, Ryan. Oh, I called it Trace again. All right, let's do, uh, let's do one more. Here's your participation trophy. I'm going to give this one to the Denver Broncos because basically all they do is barely participate. And Sean Payton is participating in his own well-learned karmatic humiliation. How about you not call out Nathaniel Hackett? How about you not pretend that you're some kind of genius? How about you not think that you're the solution when you don't even know what the problem is with that team? You chose Denver. It's a perfect match. You're a bum. The world's passed you by. Hire somebody else. All right. Ryan's bringing a guest to the table today. Ryan Hickey has asked us, for a little, uh, little, little Ryan Harris time. His first time on the show, Super Bowl champion. My colleague does an amazing job. I watch him all the time. CBS Sports HQ. Really excited to talk what's going on in the NFL, who's legit, maybe who he doesn't buy into. Ryan Harris talking some football with us next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.